This is the Idea Time Show, Idea Time Show with Dr. Joe North, helping facilitators expand their creativity, confidence, and impact through the power of innovation in action. Gain confidence as a facilitator, confidence with the technology, and confidence with your content and event design. Tune in every week for practical tips, strategies and interviews that will accelerate your personal and business success. And now, here's your host, Dr. Joe North. Hello, how are you doing? It is so good to be back here with you today. The theme of the show is all about business storytelling. It's so important that we tell the story of our innovations, our products, our services, our brands, our businesses, ourselves as leaders in the thought leadership roles that we have as well. So loads of tips in terms of how to tell a good story in this show. Plus, I'm going to delve into why stories are so important. You know, if you think about any presentation, anything you've read, maybe even just a performance update, they are so much more engaging when there's a story involved when things are given meaning and when there's that personal connection too. So that's what this show is all about. I would love to hear your comments, questions, and also things that you know, you've experienced work really, really well for you when you're engaged in business storytelling. We're gonna talk about how everybody has their own story. And there's a story about everything as well. So anything can be turned into a story. There's some good news. So I've got an interesting little fact to share with you. And we're going to talk about why stories as well. Why are stories so important? Why do they work? What's it all about? And there's a lot out there at the moment in the marketing world, in the leadership world presentation skills around storytelling. So we're going to dive into that. We're also going to have a look at storytelling as helping with transformation because every story is there to get some sort of transformation achieved and that could be a really small one or it could be a huge one. So we're going to look at that as well. How to structure a story then comes next and story and change and are you ready to tell your story because part of telling a great story is actually getting yourself ready to tell it and in a really good place sort of mentally emotionally and with your preparedness as well and finally we're going to think about communication and how to get your story across really well as minimum interference and noise and the greatest of clarity as we go through this episode so welcome on board I hope you're sitting comfortably because I'm just about to begin You have a story to tell. You have multiple stories to tell. You've been telling stories all your life. We just relate with stories, even if it's a bad customer experience that we've had or a great customer experience or what it was like on our holiday. All of those things are stories. And storytelling in business doesn't have to be about really massive, major things. Sometimes those small, thoughtful anecdotes can really help in your presentation as well. So sometimes I will drop in a story about, you know, what I've been doing and something that I've experienced and it really brings things to life. Some of the stories I've been telling, I mean, one very simple one today, we were talking about in an innovation session, how there is a trend post-COVID 
of people doing nice things to the houses. We're spending more time at home, so we've started to appreciate our home and invest in our home a lot more. And the sales of houseplants have really super increased. And I've been part of that houseplant buying trend, but unfortunately, I had loads in my office. I left my heater on and they're in intensive care. They're in a special treatment ward because they look like they need lots of moisturising cream rubbing into the leaves. They've gone all shrivelly. So there we go. Um, I'm hoping that they'll turn around their resilient things. So you can drop little stories in or you can make your whole presentation or report or update about one single story that you really go to town on. But what is a story? Well, stories go beyond time and space. They're not just confined to writing either. We see stories in art, film, photography, music. Stories are all around us. They're fundamental to successful businesses because we have to tell the story of how our product or service will help our target customers. It's helpful to have stories about what the business is all about so that people can decide if they want to come and work for us. And when they do decide to come and work with us, what that journey is all about, what we're trying to achieve together. So stories can be used to explain, to sell, to inform, to communicate and to inspire. Stories are what make us human or a part of what makes us human because as far as we know, we're the only animals on earth that tell stories, listen to stories, are capable of understanding story. So stories are really part of who we are, part of our evolution. I promised you some good news. If you want people to remember something that you're saying, we're actually 22 times more likely to remember a fact if it's embedded in a story than when we delivered the fact on its own. And there's some great work that's been carried out by cognitive psychologist Jerome Brumer, which demonstrates that. So if you want people to remember things, if maybe you're training or you're teaching people, or maybe you're presenting and there's a particular fact that you want to stand out and for people to remember, then wrap it into a story. Tell a story about it. But why stories? Stories make us human. We've talked about how stories, they're part of who we are and how we communicate and how we connect. And that's what it all comes down to, really. We have been telling stories as humans since we've really been human. We've been doing that with cave drawings around the fire and also in song as well, telling stories and passing on history through stories, passing on information about hunting and danger and our environment. Stories have been part of who we are and how we communicate throughout time. So it really is instilled in us. It's part of our DNA and our makeup to be telling and listening to stories. And stories are words, sounds and pictures. Through stories, we create community. Through stories, we can use our imagination and our creativity. We can think of a potential different future. We can imagine a world where we've never been. We can put ourselves in somebody else's shoes and see the world through their eyes as well. Through stories, we can think about different possibilities and play around with different options. It's a shared communication where ideas come alive and we can light up our imaginations with engagement and wonder. So stories are super powerful. And pictures are really important in storytelling too. People think stories, you know, it's in books, therefore it's text. 
but pictures, very, very important. Our brain processes images 60,000 times faster than text. If you listen to the work of Andrew Huberman, who is this fantastic sort of biological neuroscientist from Stanford University, and have a look at his YouTube channel because he does some amazing work that he's sharing. He wants people to have access to it for free so that they can improve life and performance and all of those good things. And he says that the eyes are actually part of our brain. They're the only part of our brain which is outside they're external. So we're taking in all this information. We're used to processing information really, really quickly and working out what's relevant and what's not. So visuals are important as well. Think about what images you can use to tell your story and bring it to life because that's how we're made. And stories are just so engaging, aren't they? We want to listen. We want to know what happens next. We want to know what the outcome is. We feel the ups and downs of, of the characters. And this is why many of us would rather watch a long session on Netflix rather than listen to people giving corporate presentations or sales presentations or business updates and so on. But what we can do is take some of those principles and think, why do some of those things work and how can we bring them appropriately and practically into the day to day? And I'm going to share a couple of those things with you. One thing that we can learn from a Netflix blockbuster is shown by some research by the American neuroscientist Anne Crendel. She had people watch a Clint Eastwood film and tracked their hormones and their reactions whilst watching the Clint Eastwood film. And what happened was when there was a requirement to be empathetic, when something was going on with the main character and it was good, the brain flooded with the love hormone, the bonding hormone, um, oxytocin. So the people watching were having an actual physical and emotional response to the character that they were identifying with in the main role. On the other side of things, when the character was going through something challenging or it was a tense moment, you know, a nail-biting moment, it was cortisol that was released. So what we find is that we engage so much with stories that we have a hormonal and emotional response in ourselves as if it's real, as if it's really happening. So what we can do is we can take people on a journey. We can just really have some exciting moments and dynamic moments and some thoughtful moments. And that's why when we want to watch something like a Netflix blockbuster, that's why it's so engaging is because we're in it. We're engaged. We're part of it. And we can bring that in as well when we're doing our business storytelling. So always be thinking about, you know, as well, what's the ongoing story that we're creating? Because we are building a story in our own minds at every second of every day. We're telling a story about what's happening now, why somebody might be doing something, what's going on in our own minds. Every little thing is a story. We are storytelling. If we don't tell a story fully, it means that the people listening will fill in the gaps for themselves. Sometimes we want them to do that because we want them to be creative. Sometimes though, if there's a very clear message that we want to get across, it's important that we give people the full information, we give them the full story and the full picture as far as we possibly can. Because the things we admit 
other people's brains will think, well, there's something missing there. What could be the explanation for that? And they'll try and think through the possibilities and sometimes come up with an answer that is very, very far removed from what's actually going on. So think about perspectives, actions, decisions. Think about the different stories people are telling themselves as well as the stories that you tell yourself. Because we're aiming to get some sort of transformation and change from telling a story. So if you're giving a business update, if you're giving an inspirational presentation, if you're running a training session, all of those, we're doing it so that there is some sort of transformation that occurs, a change that occurs as a result. Because if not, then it's maybe mildly interesting possibly entertaining but even if something's interesting or entertaining there is a little transformation in there of arousing interest and and arousing enjoyment so think about what it is when you're telling your story what do you want your team to think and feel as a result of it what do you want them to see and hear say and do and know what is the headline for your story why do you want to tell your story and, and why now And what is that transformation that you're trying to create? And that's a super good starting point. Now, story structures and how to put a good story together. There are so many great ways of telling a story. And I'm going to give you some really practical ones that you can use and you can weave them into your sessions and you can use them as really big pieces or micro pieces um, along the way. So the first structure I'm going to discuss is the hero's journey which is also known as the monomyth and this is really based on the work of Joseph Campbell who looked at the heroes in stories across time many 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 stories and Joseph Campbell had this perspective from his work that actually every story is the same story there is a hero who is in their known environment then something happens or something changes and that hero goes off into the an unknown situation, something different, something that hasn't been experienced before. And during that journey into the unknown, there may be helpers along the way, but there are challenges. There are things that the hero needs to overcome. And that's where it can be really quite nail-biting and interesting and exciting. Will they do it, won't they? Now, the hero is someone that needs to be flawed, so imperfect but also with enough good in them that we will empathize with them as readers or viewers so this flawed character going through all these challenges hopefully you know usually overcomes them and then goes back into the known world again a transformed person with a transformed situation and learning that can never be unlearned so Every story, when you think about it, whether it's a Star Wars story, whether it's your favourite soap opera, even when it's a reality TV show, people are going through that sort of journey and we see it repeated over and over again. So you can take your team or the people that you're working with, your clients on that journey by saying, here we are, this is what's happened, this is where we're going, and this is the transformation, and and taking them through a bit of a ride with a lot of difference in feeling, empathy, challenge, reward, and so on. Another story structure is the mountain. And this is where you start off in an introductory position, and the story builds, and then the story builds further, 
and it builds further until you summit, you get to the height of the story. So you're you're building up and building up and building up and then there's a really big finish. And we see this in theatre, don't we? We see, you know, the finale, all the cast on stage, everything building up to this really massive ending. So you can use that in your own work as well. It's a very simple structure to use. Alternatively, you might want to experiment with the spark lines story structure. This reminds me of a roller coaster because you're taking people from the reality of where things are today and then lifting them to the potential vision and future that tomorrow could bring and then bringing them down to the reality again and then lifting them up to the future. And I've got a very specific example here and I do recommend you actually go on YouTube and listen to the original of this. But when you actually start to analyse Martin Luther King's I Have a Dream speech, you can see the sparkline format in action. So for instance, he says, I say to you today, my friends, even though we face the difficulties of today and tomorrow I have a dream. So he's saying today and tomorrow we have difficulties, but there is a dream. So we're immediately going from here at the bottom of the roller coaster and up again. And it goes on in the next part. I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal. So again, the contrast continues of what that future could be. There's a line in there, which is, I have a dream that one day even the state of Mississippi, a state sweltering with the heat of oppression, will be transformed into an oasis of freedom and justice. So Mississippi today, there's injustice, there's oppression, and it's going to be transformed one day into an oasis of freedom and justice. And this sparkline story structure works by juxtaposing the reality of now with the future of tomorrow and we're not all Martin Luther King but what we can do is we can use this to inspire our teams perhaps if there is a change coming or some new technology or something like that we can say today it's really difficult for us because we have to do all of these things and we've got lots of spreadsheets but when we get our new system in place we'll be able to look up information immediately and get back to customers right away so that's how you can actually use this in a business environment and another story structure there are many but these are my favorite and most used ones and I think most useful in the business context is in medias res in medias res is latin for in the middle of things and this is where you start a story not at the beginning but part way through and an example of that is in Twilight by Stephanie Meyer. She said, I'd never given much thought as to how I would die, though I'd had reason enough in the last few months. But even if I had, I would not have imagined it like this. Now, isn't that a great start? We don't know what's happened before. We just don't know that that's the starting position. But we want to find out more. It's intriguing. It's different from the linear story structure, which is once upon a time, there was this person or these animals or this situation, and this is what happened in a chronological sequence. It's a great tool to use to start in the middle and then get people engaged and then build from there. What we need to do in business when we're storytelling, it's about really engaging head, heart and hands. So for the people listening, 
It's about the head. They need to really recognise that the message we're putting across is logical, it's rational, it all makes sense, it all stacks up. That's the head part that we need to connect with when we're storytelling. It needs to connect with people's hearts because we are emotional creatures. So we make our decisions based on emotion. We make our decisions based on how we want to feel. And then we post-rationalise, we post-justify those decisions with logic after the event. And I've talked about that many times before. So our stories have got to sort of get people's emotions involved. They've got to be at times perhaps excited and intrigued and concerned and amazed. All of those different things. And the other thing is thinking about what will your story mean for them? Because when we're listening to a story, particularly when it involves a change or some learning for us, we're always thinking, what will it mean for me? And what's in it for me? So really thinking about where your audience is at, how you can connect with them the best and getting that emotional connection into your storytelling. And you'll get that through the personal touch and through telling stories that have particular meaning to the people that you're with. And then hands. I love the Brené Brown approach that when we learn something, we only really learn it when we use our hands. And and I think what she means there is that when we apply our learning, when we put the intellectual and feeling learning into practice, we do something with it, we go out and live that, that's when the learning absolutely occurs. So one of the easy structures that you might want to use that just that helps with all of this is to start off your story with a question, get your audience to think about why. And by asking a question really early on, it's arousing curiosity and intrigue and interest and getting your audience thinking. Step two is to help the audience imagine, really start to get into the story and include the challenges on the way. You might want to use something like the hero's journey or spark lines or so on to do that. But step three is really important and that's helping the audience to see and remember the positive impact that you want to create with your storytelling. And always end with step four, which is a call to action. Guide the audience onto what they need to do next. So it could be go away, you know, do go from here and find out more. Work out how this works for you. Ask questions, have a read here. You know, it could be anything, but there needs to be a call to action really that will help your audience work out what they need to do next in order to go and really use the information that you've given them. The other big tip I've got about storytelling is to look at the storytelling that happens all around us. You know, if you think about the coronavirus, all the storytelling that politicians, leaders, the media have been doing, they've been having to tell stories to us about what's going on, what the latest statistics are, how we should behave and why, what actions we need to take and why. That's all storytelling. And some of that storytelling has been brilliant and some of that storytelling has been really very, very lacking and there's been all sorts of options in between in the world. So whenever you see storytelling in action, look at it, observe it, think about you know what's going well, what's not going so well, and then build that into your own practice, the things to avoid and the things to do more of. Here in the United Kingdom, we've had daily briefings with statistics and sometimes those statistics have worked well and sometimes they haven't and they've been criticised and incomplete. So 
I think we can really learn a lot from everything around us, not just the communication around the pandemic, but all the stories that we're exposed to. And next on our journey is to think about, are you ready for telling your story? Sometimes it's a great story and it's really easy to prepare for. It's a good news story. Sometimes in business, we have to deliver some tough news. And this is all about making sure that you're in the right place to get your message across in the most effective way possible as you intend it to be. The key thing is to be yourself. It's to be authentic And being authentic in leadership means, to me anyway, being genuine, self-aware and transparent because that inspires loyalty and trust. And in business, trust is invaluable. It takes a long time to build. So always do you say what you can say, be as honest and open as possible and be authentic. The one thing storytelling isn't about in business, it isn't about trying to be somebody that you're not or trying to be somebody else. And it's really about getting the right balance between having empathy for the audience, where they're at, what they're feeling, and demonstrating that empathy. And remember, empathy is the ability to put yourself into somebody else's shoes and to see things from their perspective. But also, as well as empathy, we need high levels of authority. And authority in this context, to me, is about credibility, confidence, and clarity. When we've got the two of those working together, we inspire confidence and trust. If we've only got high levels of authority and low levels of empathy, we come across as being cold and uncaring. If we've low levels of empathy and low levels of authority, we don't inspire either confidence or trust. And when there's high levels of empathy, but we're not credible, we're not confident, we're not clear, we come across as being caring but ineffectual. So it's really important to to have that authority, which, as I say, is defined as credibility, confidence and clarity, as well as a really strong connection with the point of view of your your audience and to demonstrate that you genuinely appreciate their point of view too. And last on the storyboard is generally the principles of communication. There's a lot of noise and distraction and interference that can get in the way of a message being received in the way that you intend it. And I really like Nancy Duarte's advice here. So Nancy Duarte, as you probably know, worked with Steve Jobs and others in presentation skills and storytelling. And what she says is amplify the signal and minimize the noise. And that means tell your story as clearly as possible and really try and remove anything that can get in the way. That could be using words that could be misinterpreted or phrases that could be misinterpreted, external noise, bias, all of those things. All of those things are noise. So amplify the signal, make it super clear, and your message will get across. Focus on the things that you want to say and say those things, because sometimes we can say too much, and by saying too much, we don't get our message across. We actually communicate less than if we'd said less in the first place. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you've got some great tips for your own storytelling. I run sessions on this live for clients. We go into this in all sorts of depth and I bring lots of examples as well and clients use their examples and and create examples in the session. So if it's something you'd like to know more about, then do get in touch and I'll help you. Also, if you have a look on the Big Bang website, Big Bang Partnership, 
www.ghostbusiness.co.uk slash resources there is a storytelling for facilitators toolkit in there that you might want to download for free and have a look at you need to go scroll down all the way to the bottom of that um, the, the info on that page and it's down there so www.bigbangpartnership.co.uk slash resources there's loads of other stuff on there as well for innovators facilitators and change makers and leaders and that's it for me so i will see you next week bye for now thank you for tuning in to the idea time show brought to you by dr joe north Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and access more completely free resources at bigbangpartnership.co.uk forward slash resources. We'll see you next time.